Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Babe. I'm here with uh, Jake Shears. Hi. Hi. It's weird to call you Jake Shears because I call you Jason. My real name is Jason Sellers. Yeah, your God-given name. Is Jake... No, no, my... No, my real name is Jason Tellard, but yeah, no, because every you know, all, all, a lot of a lot of people call me Jason. Yeah. Um, I've been having a pretty troll of a week. You have, yes, which I didn't tell you about when you came over here because I wanted to save it for the pod. Yeah, but I truly got like mega trolled on Ooh. Tuesday night. On Tuesday night, yes. Um, so wait, what? Okay, so so what? Like. So, so where, where does it even begin? It begins with, uh, I was going to go meet a friend for dinner. Yeah. And it was right down the street at Rosaline, this like restaurant that's like literally a five minute drive away. Okay. And I'm doing dry January, which I've mentioned, which is stupid, but like whatever. It's like less calories. It's good for you. It's, it's good. It's good. It says a reset button. I mean, I kind of wish I was doing it, but... I just, yeah, I need, I need, I need a little swig of booze every now and then. I know, I need like a glass of wine. Mommy needs her juice. So you were sober. I was sober, <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna drive. It'll be easier than an Uber, and like, it's whatever. Yeah. So I pull over to the valet stand, and I get pulled over while I'm already pulled over by a cop. These, Wait, and how did you, did you just see the lights flashing behind you? There was did, a, there was a car waiting. Yeah. And it, there was no space like in front of the valet. It was like people parking along the street. So you just have to pull kind of next to them and wait for the valet guy to come and like deal with your vehicle. So I just pulled up behind these people. I had my blinkers on to indicate that I was like at the valet stand. And then yeah. I see this like bright, like floodlight. And I just thought, I didn't know, like, what was... I truly did not know oh, what was happening. God. And then all the lights went on. And then he started saying something. I didn't get it. I was like, it, what? I was like, this can't be for me. Was he saying something from the car? Yes, from his car? He was, like, was like, announcing. <laughs> yes. And this restaurant has all windows in the front. So I'm literally oh, no. <laughs> being, like... There are people dining, like, watching this, like, play. And yeah, everyone's just watching <laughs> Yeah. And so I'm just like, what's going on? And so I text the person I'm meeting. I'm like, I think I'm getting pulled over, but I also wasn't sure. And I didn't want to get out of the car because like, what if you can get in more trouble? So I was just yeah. like, I'm going to text him, let him know. And then like, we'll see what's happening. Yeah. And as I'm texting him, the cop, I guess, had gotten out of the car and like was standing at my car's window. And he goes, ma'am. And I just, I screamed and I was like, oh my God, you scared me so bad. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, you're, so you're texting and driving too, huh? And I was like, no, I'm, the car's in park. Like I'm waiting for the valet. Like he was like, you're blocking the road. And I was like, well, I am, I'm pulled up behind this other car. Like I'm, I'm eating dinner here tonight. So I'm just waiting for the valet guy to get my car. Was he hot? Was the cop hot? No. He wasn't hot. Not one shred of hotness. <laughs> was it sexy? So was he, he was unsexy? Was it, was his attitude just like super horsey? Like, his attitude was, I'm surly. Mean, yeah. So surly. And like, I'm going to fuck with this girl. Oh, God. And then he asked, I tried to explain, like, I tried to explain what was going on and then he wasn't having it, took my ID and proceeded to write me a ticket. 
and two tickets. I have to show up in court, a ticket for blocking the road, like a traffic violation and a ticket for texting and driving that I was not doing. Oh my God. And I like my, the person I was meeting for dinner, like came out and like tried to like talk to him and he was like, sir, step away from the vehicle. And then like, you can never like, it's like you can never reason. No, there's No. no reasoning. And I was just like, I thought in my head, I was like, surely he's going to like run my driver's license and see that like I've lived in LA for 10 years. I've never had a ticket. Yeah. I've never had any sort of problem. Like, and we'll just chalk this up to a misunderstanding yeah, get and out he'll of the like road. go actually fight crime somewhere. Yeah. And he didn't. And he wrote me up for both of those things and came back and like gave me the ticket. And I was like, I'm sorry, but like, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Because like, the valley stands right here. There's yeah. nowhere to like pull in. Like, where do I go? If I and he was like, ma'am, you cannot block the road. And I was like, no, I get that. But like, I'm trying to now I'm super curious as far as like next time, like <laughs> yeah. where and then I started yeah. getting like, angry oh no yeah 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 yeah. and i fully uh, like went wow. off oh, the deep God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i could not control anything that was coming out of my mouth i knew i needed to like stop but i was like i couldn't stop and i was like no like where am i supposed to go like where would i go and he yeah. just kept repeating the same thing and then finally i was just furious and i was like you know what fuck you i was like no yes and he goes <laughs> No, you did not. Oh, he goes. You have quite the potty mouth on you. I go. (laughs) (laughs) He said, "Yeah, I do." I go. You're being a dick. You're just doing this to be a dick to me, and you know it. You know what you're doing right now, and you're just being a dick. And I was like, I'm going to go downtown and contest this, and I'm going to get it taken off. And he was like, you can do that, ma'am. That's in blah, blah, blah. And he ripped off the ticket and handed it to me, and I said, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, in my head, I was like, Shane Halls, you got to get it together. Like, he could rip you out of this car and, like, throw you on the ground. No, I mean, I'm shocked I couldn't, I couldn't stop. Like it was the kind of thing where it just like comes out and I know that it's bad, but I was just like, fuck you. And I mean, it's, it's, I'm surprised. I mean, he was probably surprised. I think he was because I present as like very nice and chill, but honestly, if there's injustice, I won't stay. Yeah, no, he had, and when it was coming out of your room, did it kind of feel like a dream? Like, kind of. And I was like getting like adrenaline. Like, once you let one fuck you slip, it's like you get kind of high off of it. So then you're ready to let a lot of other fuck offs slip out. No, too. it's like those, those dreams that you have where you're just like, where you, you start raging yeah. and, and saying something like that in front of people or large groups or police officers. <laughs> um, and so I told him to go fuck himself. He told me to have a nice night, went back to his car, got in it. And then I, the valet came who had watched everything go down five feet away from his As well as the stand, restaurant. As well as the whole restaurant. Took my keys, like got in my car and I walked around and just held up my middle finger the whole way and just flipped him off the whole way walking from my car into the Damn. restaurant. I could not take it. I was Damn. so fucking pissed mommy needed her juice mommy, and i sat down and i truly was like 
I need a shot right now. Like I would have done like two shots in a See, row. Do you have the willpower not to have yeah, one? Yes, so I just ordered a fucking mocktail and was like, then I was like raging. Then I just started crying. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> so I had By to- the way, everyone in the restaurant has been, has been experiencing <laughs> this drama from the top. You basically interrupted the regularly scheduled program for a free show. show. A total free show, which includes, <laughs> which includes me you bursting into tears. We crying for 10 minutes like and just trying oh. to like get it together and then finally i was like okay i'm cool let's eat some ceviche was it a date it was a date it was a oh f- god <laughs> it was oh. a first date it, i mean can 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 uh, how did the rest of it go i mean it, did was, you, fine, it was fine but it was just like i and mean you met not, this person before yeah i okay. know this person so but it was not like a good i don't think it's like a good way to like launch uh yeah no i don't <laughs> dinner theater my that first is dinner, dinner theater. theater what would god what would it be called the show <sighs> potty mouth <laughs> potty mouth <laughs> Farmery rage halls. Yeah. Potty mouth two. Potty mouth two. <laughs> more potty, more mouth. The, you have a potty mouth is a rude thing to say to an adult woman. You're troll. Yeah. I said you're trolling me right now. I mean, yeah. I just pot- won't. I can't stand for it, but I did feel guilty afterwards. I was like, that was really inappropriate. Like, my behavior was inappropriate. I mean, the thing about police officers and... uh uh, airline employees behind <laughs> behind <laughs> desks, you know, at the yeah. at, uh, like that one woman who did you see the video of the one woman who was having raging. a psychotic break? Yeah, yeah, and she's having, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I hope she's well now, but I love. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I felt bad for her a little bit. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You know, with both, uh, what would you call those? What would you call it? Air, airline, airline a, employees, a, employees. I just, yeah, take you know, ticket desk mm-hmm. folks. Um, you know, and cops. Both of those Inside lines rage. of work. If like, if you for one second show like any sign of, uh, you know, anger or venom. I mean, those 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 airline folks are. They will basically like. They just, live to troll. Yeah, they but will. I don't, they, I don't fall into the troll trap of an airline because I'm just like I just default to like always be so nice to them because they hold all the power. Absolutely, and that's the thing. And because I just cracks me up though when you see people that like lose their shit at a desk <laughs> and you're just like well that guy's not getting on the next flight because they nope. just they just will just shut you down and yeah. you're, you're getting you're getting nowhere no or they'll be like our next flight out is 48 hours away from now exactly yeah like they will they'll troll back i but i truly thought this cop i thought it was like we'll chat about this and you'll see and like move on with your life 
No. No. Yeah. Were you with me when we got pulled over that one time? And the that was on my birthday. That was on your birthday. I was yeah. giving you a ride and home. And you were having ago. like a dry week or something. Like I was. That. I was sober. You I was sober. having a sober month. Yeah. Yeah. Thank. I mean, isn't that thank crazy? God. Yeah. I love all these cops pulling over sober people. I know. What's I was wrong? Like, like, what's going on? There's literally. I'm sure. Like, you could have caught a criminal had you decided not to fuck with me trying to just go to dinner. Yeah. I mean, you know, things must be kind of sleepy in West Hollywood right now. I know. I feel like he was just waiting, like lurking the valet stand, waiting to pull over. Because I said, I was like, what about the people that were in front of me? Were they breaking the law? And he was like, I was going to originally go for them, but then you pulled up. And I was like, (laughs) go fuck, go fuck right off. Well, I'm glad he didn't. uh, Tase me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad, you know. I'm 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 glad he, uh, yeah. I um, didn't you know, pull you out of the car and throw me that, on the ground. Yeah, and that like, would that would have been really that would have been really bad. That would have been bad. It would have been great for the pod, but really bad for me personally. Um, I mean, I guess that I, the, I mean, if, what is there even a moral to that story? I don't, I don't, I can't come up with one. No, you know? it's like sometimes you're just gonna get trolled. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. But I will go downtown and demand justice. Like, I'm excited to go and contest this ticket. I have photo evidence of, like, where my car was. Yeah. And, like, it's on now. Yeah. I mean, the key is down there. You just be sweet as pie. Yeah. I'm just going to... And I'm down to apologize for my words. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think he reported your words? I don't know. What if he's wearing a body cam? And he has, like, literally me on his body cam being like, fuck off. Oh my god, he he probably oh, does. Th- I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I can yeah. go and own that. I yeah. think it was inappropriate and out of control. What are other times that you've lost your cool in public spaces? <laughs> <laughs> I lost my cool at like a towel person. <laughs> <laughs> my mom wait why is my phone not on silent sorry um yeah i i was in mexico when i was like maybe 21 or something with my mom and like my siblings and this like towel guy wouldn't give me another towel and i just like raged it was so out of it was like a bad look he just wouldn't he just wouldn't do it and it really set me off. I mean, it's like, what's my it mom to was you? horrified. Was it really? Yeah, it was it was, she fr- was just like, oh my God. Like, she just couldn't believe. It was in front of your mom. He was, yeah, it was in front of a lot of people. God. I mean, it's, it really, like, when it happens, it's, I, I rage at Akbar. You've raged at Akbar. Akbar. I still rage at Akbar. That's a triggering fucking it's place. It's a triggering place. And it's it seriously like, it's, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Akbar is a, you know, a very, you know, uh, it's a, it's a really sweet gay bar over uh, down Sunset in Silver Lake. And, you know, it's very busy on the weekends. And, mm-hmm. you know, the clientele is really nice. But for some reason, I don't know if there's like, some strange bones buried under there. It's or on like a weird burial ground of some I sort. I feel like it could be because I like I even did last weekend. Yeah, uh, I just lose it we, in there. <laughs> you have to talk about the the time that you lost it. Before. Oh my lord! <laughs> it. I mean, because that was like pretty iconic. I had. I had. Well, first of all, I had been. Uh, 
dating this guy. It was like the first guy I was dating after a massive breakup. Mm-hmm. I had been um, in a relationship for eleven years, as uh, as you know, and and it was it was a really it was a tough breakup. I was single for the first time in my life, and at your birthday party that I threw for you, I met this really sexy yeah. hot guy yeah. who just was like. I don't know. He was. I, I just. He was I a was, tall blonde drink of water. <laughs> he was a tall blonde drink of water. <laughs> he was hunky, hunky. Yeah. yeah. And long story he short, he walked like, in, and I literally like remember clocking him as people were singing me "Happy Birthday," and I remember being like, "Oh my god, that guy's hot." Well, I mean, I got distracted from Frank Ocean because Frank Ocean, for some reason, who I didn't realize was Frank Ocean, <laughs> was at my house at your birthday party. At my birthday party, and I just was like, "Who is that hot guy?" And so I was like chatting up frank ocean who i don't think was that interested in me he had like a you know a a, a cute uh special friend there it looked yeah, like yeah i remember um, seeing him too and i was like god that guy's so hot and looks kind of familiar he was anyway so hot. so hot and then someone was like uh oh, frank ocean was at your birthday and i was like fuck that's chic <laughs> it was i was a really chic party it was it really was super fun and um anyway so I, I i met this guy that night and um you know, long story short, I uh, like we we dated for a while, and like I was I went super super slow, and uh, you know I just really didn't want to get too deep into anything, and then but he sort of stayed with it, and like I like one night I I cried in front of him, you know, just talking, and I was like, just like just whatever you do, <laughs> like. Don't just don't fuck with me because it's just not, you know, I'm really yeah. enjoying this, but just, you know, please just be kind to me. Mm-hmm. And I got played. I got played so hard. Oh, no. Oh, I got seriously. Yeah, I got. I, it, okay, I'm like thinking back. It, it wounded me. Um, and that night that I sort of. It, it you put kind of, together. Yeah, and 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 there was just like it was just bad. Um, you know, I found out he basically later. I found out he had a husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was actually married. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Yeah. I think I was so traumatized Which by this I, info that I like selectively memorized like what having. I found like, out way later that it was actually married. Like I didn't it, like I I didn't you know if, if I. Don't yeah, you I love didn't. people where you're like just like so honest and you're like look like this is my <laughs> deal like all I need is for you to be nice and like just don't do me dirty like tell me what's going on like. And we'll deal with it, but like I need this, and then yeah. they're like, "Totally." And then yeah, like, and he's like, "You drive me crazy, baby." <laughs> 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 you know, and I mean, even I mean, this is the sad part. Even after I got played, like I still, you went back later on, like six weeks later, we ended up like rekindling. You love a rekindle. <laughs> you love a circle you love like a tr- be traumatized by a relationship but then like a light circle back to like <laughs> just dip your toe in the water and like I see totally if the hot do. tub is warm again but then um yeah but then he <laughs> fully while we were dating like he slept with a really good friend of mine. <laughs> so 
you know, I, I you know I forgive him. I forgive everybody. It's yeah. it's you know I I do have a, a love in my heart for for that guy, and I hope he's great. And, yeah. Um, you know I. You know, some people just end up in, you know, we just watched the Fire Festival documentary. Some people end, end up in a web of lies. Yeah. And uh, some people have that fire inside of them and some don't. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, back so, to Akbar okay, so, really yeah. quick. Yeah, so, but it all has to do with it all. That's the, <laughs> that's the preamble. It always <laughs> erupts at Akbar. It always erupts at Akbar. Everything goes crazy at Akbar. And. For me personally, oh, I don't even go. I had one night. I used like to go there far. all the time, and then there was one night where the energy was so bad, and it was just like someone. Every gay was like shoving me and like elbowing me, and then some girl got mad at a guy and threw her drink at him, but he dodged and it just hit me <laughs> instead. <laughs> And well, then some rude gay guy, like, I, like, went up to Ryan and Jonathan because I was with them. And I was like, you guys, I'm over this. I'm leaving. I'm getting an Uber. I'll see you later. And some rude gay, as I was walking out, grabbed my, the arm of my jacket I was wearing, like an army jacket. And he is, what is this, pleather? And I was like, no, what? <laughs> and then I just peaced. Oh and my. I was like, I'll never come back here again. I've gone there twice for a total of like 10 minutes each. People just way too drunk and just way too... And this is what happened to me. Like, yeah. I'm... St- so I, I, I realize I get played by this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... I'm by myself in my house. And I'm just like... I, it's a Friday night. I, I say to myself, I've got to get out of here. And go down to Akbar and I'll see a friend, you know, or I know, yeah. I know I'll have friends down there and I can just kind of like vent and have some drinks. Cause I was just, I was feeling, I was really upset mm-hmm. and <clears throat> excuse me, I went down there. Um, and of course I run into a couple friends and, uh, I ended up seeing a, a buddy of mine and, and we're standing there and I was sort of telling him what had happened that night, like everything that had transpired and how you know upset I was and, Suddenly, this girl with long, straight hair and wearing a brown leather fringe jacket, um, she just bought two drinks. She had a drink in each hand. And she says, she comes up and interrupts our conversation. She says, excuse me, (laughs) are those Birkenstocks you're wearing? And I looked down and I was like, yeah, how do you feel about that? And she goes... I'm not really here for it, to be quite honest with you. I just, it makes me think of all those guys, um, you know, and I'm like, what kind of guys? All those guys kind of in, you know, Birkenstocks and cargo shorts, and it's just, and I look down and I'm wearing cargo shorts (laughs) as well. And like, you know, I'd given her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like when she walked up, I'm like, maybe she'll have something interesting to say about my Birkenstocks. You engaged. I engaged. Mm -hmm. And then when it dawned on me, that this girl had walked up to me. <laughs> this beast. <laughs> the, at, at, in a gay bar, like mm-hmm. my spot, interrupted my conversation to tell me that she thinks my clothes are shit. <laughs> <laughs> when that occurred, when that hit me, I went absolutely ballistic. <laughs> And just started screaming at her. No. Oh, I was like, get the fuck out of my face, you fucking bitch. Where the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> You're a fucking gay bar. Like, and she grabbed her. She had both of her cocktails and she looks at me. I mean, it, she suddenly was scared 
scared. Like I scared the pants off of her. And she's like, she goes, you're crazy. You're crazy. And I'm like, you're damn fucking right. I'm crazy. Get the fuck out of my face. Like screaming. Like the whole like caused a scene. People turn from their tables to see. Oh, completely. I totally humiliated this girl. And like, I just, it felt so good while I was doing it because I was just, I was, you know, and, and I, she, scan, you know, kind of skitters away. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Wow, that just really, <laughs> oh my you word. Know, oh my word. <laughs> like, wow. And I mean, people, like, I think were like mildly scandalized, but in like a fun way. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go get another drink at the bar. And I got, uh, <laughs> another cocktail and it was kind of standing near the entrance and I saw her like trying to leave Mm -hmm. and she knew I was standing there and it was the only way out really because it was so crowded it was really crowded the only (laughs) way out and so she turns her back to me as she's going out the door and I just lost my shit all over again I was like that's right bitch get the fuck out of here like oh my god fucking if there's one place, Whew. you did it at the right place, I would say. I was having a lot, like, it really made me, like, happy in a way. I felt like I got a lot out yeah. from doing that. I mean, she picked the wrong, the wrong fucking queen. <laughs> the wrong cargo pant <laughs> wearing like, individual. To, yeah, to cr- critique my style, like, how how dare you? <laughs> I wonder if she uh, listens to this podcast. If you do... Email me. <laughs> if you I, actually, if if she does listen to this podcast, I would like for her to come on, and I would uh, like to discuss discuss what, the event. Wh- yeah, what was going through her mind, and why she thought that was okay. <laughs> I feel like maybe she wanted to just like engage in like a dialogue, or thought she was lolling, but then she didn't realize her troll. She didn't realize it was the wrong day to law with you. It was the wrong day. Well, I just think walking up to anybody and being like, on their outfit is like not, not, not the look. And it's like, you know, I saw somebody on their like 10 year Instagram challenge put up the other day that was like, they were like back when cargo shorts were acceptable. And you know what? I wrote on this thing. Cargo (laughs) shorts are still acceptable. I wear them on any warm day. (laughs) <laughs> as well as cargo pants. You are a lover of cargo shorts. Oh my God, cargo shorts. I cargo actually pants. brought you on here to confront you about that. <laughs> are they really not acceptable? I've <laughs> had a long and storied kind of hatred of them. Yeah. I spent a lot of my time uh, during the White Girl Problems era campaigning actively against them. Yeah. But you, I think, actually made them okay for me again. Yeah. Because I thought at one point in my life, I'll never be friends with someone that (laughs) wears these (laughs) freely. And then you came along and you really changed my perception. And so I have, I'm neutral now. I'm just a busy guy. And so I (laughs) need those. It's the pockets that really. It's the pockets. I need those pockets. Like I really, you know, my keys are big. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, I'm always carrying stuff around with me. I mean, usually if I like dump my pockets out onto the, I mean, it's like, it's like a purse or something. Like I've got a lot of stuff I'm carrying around. So it's really you're approaching it from like a purely utilitarian. Yeah, it's just it's practical. It's definitely not 
not a fashion statement. No, it's just I, I, I like them just because I It works I can, for you yeah. and your lifestyle. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um but I am I'm I'm kind of truly I'm out of clothes right now. Yeah. I mean I don't have anything left to wear and I need like if anybody out there you know, doing once, a giveaway. No, not a, not a giveaway. Actually, I just you know I just Marie Kondo the shit out of my closet oh, yeah. and all my old like Dior suits from back in the day that are a little small on the shoulders. You got like, rid of a lot of fashions. I've gotten rid of like yeah tons of fashions. I mean, all I have left are like some five elevens and flannel shirts. And um, that's a good look though. And I like Birkenstocks. Yeah, I wear I them too. a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wear pretty much like the same two pairs of jeans and like this fleece that I'm like laying on right now. I enjoy that fleece. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's like the outfit right now Mm -hmm. with like a pair of Yeezys. A pair of Yeezys. Yeah. That I took out like a small loan to pay for. And then I was like, why did I do that? Wait, sneakers? Yeah. Really? It was a weird, I didn't reveal that on the pod. I had just said that I bought like two pairs of Yeezys, but the dark truth is that I like financed the second pair, which I already, like I paid it off quickly because I was yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But it was like a weird, but I wear them every day. So like cost per wear, it all works that's out. That's good though. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. That's but when you're financing like a pair of sneakers, it's like, that's a bit of a babe. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I don't, I don't necessarily think, I think it's a, it might be, you know, there's other stuff too that it could be happening. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, can we talk about one of my favorite, like, stories of yours? Or it's like, yeah. I haven't gotten all the, like, details of it. So I'd like yeah. to do it now. Yeah. Which it, you mentioned it in your book too, but yeah. it's your shopping spree where Elton John shut down an entire Christian Dior store and yeah. like bought you like the entire men's line <laughs> dream. It was so, I mean, it was, I, I did write about this in my, uh, my book. I wrote this memoir called boys keep swinging that came out last spring. And, uh, and it's just kind of a, mostly about the early two thousands in New York and kind of my experience as a young man in New York. And, uh yeah, first started making music like we'd become friends and we met up in New York. I was with my mom and we we went we'd go shopping sometimes mm-hmm. and um yeah, he we went we went to the Dior store and uh, I and it's so wild being with him. I mean, he's so kind of seldom in in public uh you know, kind of roaming around. Yeah. And it's really wild what happens with people mm-hmm. around him. Like people really lose their shit. <laughs> like people, <laughs> you know, like just people, like, get, people get belligerent too. You know what I mean? You, like wanting, wanting pictures and stuff. And then security is like, ma'am, you're going to have to step back. And they're like, I don't need to step back. This is a, pu-, you know, this oh, is God. like, people get like that. <laughs> they go into the Lara rage halls. They can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were uh, probably about, five or six years ago ended up in a uh we went to Saint-Tropez and we're in a Dolce & Gabbana store and this shut down this you know the store was shut down and we went Mm -hmm. in and did like a fun shopping spree I love a shutdown (laughs) I love a shutdown yeah it's something else and and it created a complete like firestorm I mean, outside the place, suddenly, what, what hundreds and hundreds of people, 
and we're all standing in the store to see like this mass gathering of people it's like a total hoo-ha yeah and really fun you know like, no it's, it's like exciting and i feel like it's that crowd mentality where like one person is like oh my god Elton john's in the store and then people yeah. just see a group of people so they join in and it just like builds and builds yeah and it's like fun and, it, and, and he down. likes he, you know i think he likes to cause a commotion when he feels uh, like yeah it. i think <laughs> you know? i don't um, think you go out and like shut down shopping opportunity like that's what i would do if i was like crazy famous is like would just shut down high-end boutique <laughs> and cause yeah. a stir and yeah. spend some money yeah yeah um so so yeah so i was with my mom and we were in new york and we went into Dior and this I was still you know I had started making music but I was like and I had started seeing some success but I still hadn't really made any money yet and I was in my tiny little apartment on 12th street in the east village and you know it was really it was just very very sweet I mean I you know he fully like got me my wardrobe for like a (laughs) full-on makeover and that's when eddie was still like designing and those suits were just so you know they were they were beautiful and um yeah i'll never forget that moment it was really really sweet he's a um elton john is a man of 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 much much generosity he's just an amazing person i love a just an entire collection um i love a you need this and you're like well this the scary thing about also just like not shutting store down shopping is like we've gone shopping together and it's like at Barney's or something and I'm like pull out like a Dries Van Noten coat or something that's like really crazy mm-hmm. and he'll be like you must have that you must get that right now <laughs> and you're like as you and you get it? yeah and you get caught up in it you're like you're right i am gonna get this right now I, this is fierce and yeah i i've you know there's some closet um things in there there's an alexander mcqueen knit like i've told you about this thing it's like an alexander mcqueen um, it's legendary at this point. Dynasty in my mind. knit, crazy, um, this giant cardigan thing that I bought with him, and I think I've wore it, you know, twice. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I, I, I know it's. I, I'm, you know, going through my house right now, so I know I'm, I'm going to find it for you. Condoing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I love it. Remember when uh, Hermes like wouldn't let Oprah in? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I was in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Where she like yeah. was like, "Hey, I'm Oprah. Like, I want to buy a Birkin," and they were like, "Get out of here." I think they were closing or something. They were like closing, but they also just like turned her away. <laughs> Leave it to the <laughs> classic. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do. I like French people. I like Paris. French people. I was going to say leave it to the Parisians. Leave it but. to the Frenchies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they kind of exist to troll. Um, well, I mean, their their favorite thing, like when you know, there's they love giving uh, you just a really hard time, making things difficult, and then making you feel so stupid that you can't. And it's like, well, kind they of say you what like a lot of times you can ask questions, and like their favorite response in Paris is mm-hmm. that I can tell is. It is not possible. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is not possible. It's not possible. Yeah. That's their that's their, their nice way of saying no, but they say it a lot, I've, mm-hmm. I found, back, you know, when I used to be over there a ton. I was in Colette one morning. We were, my band was touring, and we got off the tour bus, and uh. I went to Colette and I would, I'd seriously just rolled off the bus and like kind of marched down to Colette and was mm-hmm. still like half asleep. And the sales guy, uh, <laughs> I love this walk- version of you because I feel like it's pre the you that I know. Definitely. Like clothes horse, like definitely roll off the bus and a, just a <laughs> march down. <laughs> yeah. Kind of no, I was a bit of a, like I've changed a lot since then. I was also, a, you know, a definitely like I was a little more fiery and had, you know, mm-hmm. I could be an asshole. Um, but I, I went into Clinton and the sales guy said, you know, bonjour. And I smiled and said, good morning. And he goes, this is Paris. You do not say good morning. Like, <laughs> and chastised me for saying good morning. And I fully just barked back. What'd you say? I said, you're not waking up in a different fucking city every morning, sir. Like, I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> indignant. <laughs> I was indignant. I was just like. <laughs> Did you buy something? Uh, I can't remember. I mean, I've bought a lot of like, stuff. Thank from that you. Place. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that place was an institution. But uh, but yeah, I do remember that that morning. <laughs> you know, I love an indignant me rage mode. Yeah, an indignant <laughs> you, an indignant everyone, kind of like looking back on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just uh, this whole. I feel like this whole episode is about indignance. It's indignance, <laughs> yeah. Um, which, yeah, but I don't get like provoked all that often. Like, it takes a lot to kind of bring out like a rage within. Yeah, but 2019 has just been trying my patience in a lot of ways so far. Listen, I was indignant uh, two nights ago because <laughs> I was. You know, I've been super, super busy and and just going like burning the candle at both ends. And I had my my little dog Toby. He's a little border terrier, and uh, it was a rainy night. This is you know two nights ago, mm-hmm. and I kind of was in this half sleep, like not sleeping very well. And something woke me up. There was a noise outside. My my room is on the, uh, the third floor, basically, yeah, of, of my house. And there's you know this kind of you know, this little terrace and like this, like, I don't know what you'd call it. Kind of the rooftop of this, of the porch downstairs. Mm -hmm. And it just sounded like somebody was crawling outside. There was someone out there and Toby barked. Yeah. And which, you know, scared me. And so I, I like got up and I crept over to the window i put my glasses on and like opened up the blinds out on the terrace and like couldn't see anything but i kept hearing this like this like really creepy scritch scratch oh no and so i went into my bathroom to look out that window and i looked down and right by the door that i looked out of were two giant raccoons okay i was gonna say two giant raccoons and what were they doing 
they were just totally sitting there ripping the paint off of the wall of my <laughs> of my house. I mean, I kind of couldn't believe it. I mean, they I was were like, just like what? slowly just demolishing. Slowly, yeah, they were just like picking away at the paint on my house and mm-hmm. made two giant big like I don't know what they're looking for. I mean, I've done research online and I'm like they're just what? having a laugh. I think they're having a laugh and then I like, you know, I was like I was like <laughs> I was like, you get, you get out of here. <laughs> and, and they just turned and kind of looked at me like, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come out like, here. Yes. Yeah, and then I They're opened like, the door. I went out there and opened the door and I was like, get out of here. And, <laughs> and one of them kind of ambled away and the other one kind of gave me another dirty look. And then, sort of, and they completely just, you know, what were they doing? I mean, I was, I've been doing Google searches like, you know, why do raccoons rip paint off house walls? I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to like dig a hole to like nest in or something. It was just maybe. very weird. Or maybe they just had fun. Like they have their little claws that look like hands. Just like having just, like, fun, just picking at something, yeah. you know. And just, like if I was a raccoon and that opportunity arose, like I could, and I was hanging with my friend, just peel yeah, some stuff. Yeah, it would be totally. very it's like satisfying. having bubble wrap or something. Yeah. Just like, but anyways, that was that was um you know that was another indignant yeah uh you know moment that was my most recent indignant moment. I love raccoons. They're so cute and scary. They're so cute, <laughs> and they're like riddled with rabies. I mean, I was thinking about this as well. I mean, do do you think most raccoons have rabies? I don't know, but I feel like growing up, I was always told like, do not touch raccoons because they could have rabies. Because in Oklahoma, you know, there are tons of raccoons. Like, our cats would always get in fights with raccoons. Yeah. And, like, they'd be hiding. Like, you, every once in a while, a raccoon would be hiding out in the garage. And, like, my mom would open the garage and it would, like, run out and scare us. Yeah. And my dad, one time, there was this raccoon that would come around. And it had one ear. And the other one had been, like, ripped off or something. And one day, it was, like, sitting in one of the, like, trash cans outside <laughs> covered <you> <laughs> with like just like a layer of dirt water like up to its little waist just it was hot tubbing there. it was hot tubbing yeah and my dad called me and my siblings over and all we all took turns petting it he was like look at this and we pet it and like took a picture of it i have the picture still and my mom was like what are you guys doing and then he, she found out that my and she flipped out she was like butch why the fuck would you let them like touch this raccoon that's laying in a layer of filth it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like the raccoon was sick or something like why it would it just not, be like if, if i see this picture i remembered it in my mind as being really cute and then i yeah. got my mom for christmas one of those things where you can like give a ton of photos and a company will digitize all of them for you and yeah. put it on a USB. So she like made a copy of it and gave it to me and I'm going through and I see this picture of a raccoon sitting in like the gross. <laughs> it's just so fucking gross. And I was like, my dad let us pet that. Like that is- urged us to interact <laughs> like physically with this. Well, thing. I'm glad you didn't get scratched. I mean, how me too. How it long do you back. think rabies takes to set? I feel like it's fast. Is it like eight hours? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. You, I think you. Get, it starts off as like lockjaw. It sounds like like the worst way to go. 
don't you die from it? Oh yeah, like you can't heal rabies, right? I think we, I think you can if you get exposed, you can go to the emergency room and, as far as I know, get a shot. Like, yeah, there's rabies shots. Oh, you know, but yeah, no, that's like some zombie stuff. You froth at the mouth, yeah, and like you get violent. Yeah, you bite. Yeah. You want to basically is like, you, you want to bite. You, you want to bite, bite people. people. Do you remember that Chuck Palahniuk book? Uh, it was like about a kid that was like had rabies and was like giving it to all the girls in like a small town. No, fuck, I can't remember what it was called. That's a good, but it was a good, a good idea, book. Yeah, um, good. But it go- all goes back to this like rabid kid. But that raccoon, the one-eared raccoon, came back like yeah. another night, and for some reason, I was outdoors like alone, and it was nighttime, and I saw it like trot up the yard. And I went and grabbed a bunch of cat food and like fed it. <laughs> really? And I, yeah. And because I, I was like, oh, it's my little hot tub friend. And With then, his little hands. I mean, did he? Yeah, like, he just like kind he, of ate it. Yeah. He was a cutie. Oh, I mean, that's 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 sweet. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm really scared of him though. Did you have a lot of like animal interactions growing up? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, traumatizing i grew up oh i don't know which story you're thinking of but i grew up i grew up on an island uh north of seattle a couple hours north of seattle and it was beautiful we lived on the water it was very picturesque and um a doe got hit up on the road and uh we found a, a fawn in our meadow that was like mewling and mm. we caught it and we built a huge pen for it, like a really big pen, like this whole oh big God. fencing thing, and started feeding it goat's milk. And he, we basically kind of domesticated this little buck. And my mom named him Thumper. Um, and yeah, he would come in the house sometimes. And, <laughs> he had a, well, so a finally, deer we, as a he pet. started growing little, yeah, and he started oh. growing little horns. And, um, you know, we would feed him out of a bottle twice a day. So he started growing little horns. And then eventually, so we, we let him, we set him free. Mm-hmm. And for, I don't know, like a couple months, like we would still feed him. We'd go out on the porch and call his name, and he would come bounding out of the bushes and, you know, get his bottle. This is like a fairy tale. It was really sweet. It it's was really so sweet. sweet. And then one day he just he he. I think I saw I saw him one one time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he just kind of went into the into the wilderness. But it was really sweet when it was like I remember like a rainstorm one night after he'd been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pretty heavy rainstorm, and you could hear him. Deers like they meow. They make this like. Meow, Whoa. Meow. <laughs> sound and i've heard him meowing at the door and he was just drenched and he was just like he he had we was having the worst time and so we got him in the house and like toweled him (laughs) off and like you know a a deer on wood floor too is pretty fun like they can't they they can't walk on a wood floor oh yeah too like hard yeah they slip it's just like they slip it's too slippery Uh, but yeah so that was what's the other animal story that was the the oh. thing of your bunny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a trauma. You'll have to read the book though for that one. Yeah, there's a whole chapter about uh, my bunny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, one time my we came home from like church and my cats, there were outdoor cats and indoor cats, but the outdoor cats had like a little hutch with like a heated pad on the mm. floor and they would always be like hanging in there or whatever. And we got back from church and we're walking towards like the back door to go in the house and we see like uh, something sticking out of the hutch. And we were like, Mom, it. look, it's a goose. A goose is in the hutch. And we look in and it was just a goose's head and neck just that had been torn off of a goose's body. Oh and like God. its guts and neck were hanging out in the hutch. And we lived by this hotel called the Waterford Hotel that had all these like swans and geese that like were in the lake in front of the hotel. And I think the cats went and oh, they killed went, yeah. a goose <laughs> yeah, and dragged old. its ne- head oh. back over. And left it, which is actually like a sweet thing that cats do. Yeah, they it means they love you. Yeah, when they kill. Yeah, those they, they you know they they scare me too though cats. Yeah, you're not a cat person. Not, well, I'm super allergic to them, but you just know if they were like really you know the bigger they get the the more they'll eat you. My dad over uh, Christmas break we were at New Year's Eve dinner and he and my stepmom revealed that they had tried to launch a plan to have a friend of theirs that lived in like Peru or like somewhere in South America, bring over a Margay for them. Like a, like a, like, like an a, endangered so... species. <laughs> cat. When was this? They, this was like in the fall. Like they had had a friend so that they're... moved to, I think it was either South or Central America. And, Needed to put this. A Margay, little baby Margay, crawled into like the yard of where he was living and he like documented it on Facebook. And then I think my stepmom had seen it and she was like, that is so cute. And then got my dad. She was like, bitch, look at this Margay. And then they were like going to arrange some sort of like way for him to like smuggle it in so that it could just like be their pet. Oh my lord! I mean, I your dad definitely likes cats. Oh, he loves cats. I was yeah. like, that cat will eat your other cat. That I mean, yeah, that's 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 biting off a lot. Yeah, that's it's an that's, endangered species. Yeah, that's taken it. That's taken in some some responsibility. That you know, I was like, how much does that would that set you back to try and like pull this off? And they were like, I don't know, like about a hundred grand. And I was like. You guys have a hundred grand just lying around <laughs> that you're gonna try and smuggle a cat. You can easily America. get in over your head in multiple. In it's multiple a fire fest. Ways. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely it's a fire fest. But I guess the guy fell in love with the Margay, so now he's not he's trying, like, to he's not trying to unload yeah. it. He's just his pet now. Oh. Um, we watched the fire fest documentary. We did. We just finished which, it a few minutes ago. It's pretty good. It was great. I thought the movie was itself was really good. It's pretty fascinating. I mean, I hate... We, we watched Fire Fraud. There's two Fire of them. Fraud. So we watched Fire Fraud. The whole, like, dueling release of the documentaries is really funny to me. It's, like, Netflix is making one and then Hulu made one. And they come out a day apart. Yeah. It's, well, Hulu released it early to, like, fuck over Netflix. But I think Hulu paid Billy McFarlane to be in the documentary. Interesting. 
and netflix was like no he i think tried to go to netflix and be like they're paying me do you want to pay me something and they were like fuck off yeah but um hate him i mean you know i'd let him throw it in me <laughs> I, I do think he's like he, i thought he was looking pretty hot in the movie <laughs> oh it's like ooh, i don't want to say it i think he's looking he was looking good you know looks like he, was he has good. fetal alcohol syndrome <laughs> stop, it. stop that um no i think he's kind of he's, he's cute you know i could see like he'd be fun to party with for a night he'd like you buy he he's the kind of person that would like pay for everything and pay is in quotes yeah like he would <laughs> and then you realize it's all out of your bank account yeah like somehow you like you just wired the money it. yeah you yeah. paid for it um but i thought it was a um i thought it was a good movie it gave me uh intense anxiety watching yeah. it it actually was giving me it just being a performer myself and playing you know being at festivals and stuff is sort of one of the main things i do in my line of work mm-hmm. and that is really really frightening um the potential for things to go south yeah at festivals is definitely there and um yeah i mean it, it's i was really scared watching it did you you know one of the guys that was like on the booking ticket Le Youth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was on, I thought you were going to say you knew one of the guys. No, there was a guy in the, <laughs> there was a guy no, in the background towards the end in like full focus and like just this random <laughs> street. And I was like, I've slept with him and that his had, boyfriend. had nothing to do with the documentary. <laughs> nothing to do with the movie. It was just like a guy on the street that happened to be walking next to <laughs> Billy as he like comes out of his lawyer's office. Yeah. And you were like, I slept with him. Uh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> but that wasn't what I was going to say. I'm like, you slept with one of the extras that was in a scene. Yeah. Well, no, it's just kind of funny when you're watching and then suddenly, you know. And you're somebody... like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I would love to know, like, more. I love, like, any sort of, like, debacle like that. Like I'd not, I would never want to be involved, and I would hope not to. Like, yeah, none of my friends or colleagues would be involved. No, but in it's fascinating like to watch and and read and hear about something, you know, unfolding. I thought it was interesting that they had the footage from Altamont and uh, the big Rolling Stones show in '69. Uh, that <laughs> that literal what, hell's was angels it the, was it the the Maisel's brothers that that did that? that Give me shelter. I don't even know if I said their name right. Maybe uh, they made a movie called "Give Me Shelter." The guys that did Great Gardens. It was all and, about that. Yeah, it's just a documentary of that day, and it's it's a fascinating movie because it's a really scary movie. Yeah, it's, it's uh, because the vibe is just not good from the top, and no. the <laughs> concerts are happening. I think Jefferson Airplane's playing, and yeah, Grateful Dead was supposed to play, but they were like, "We're not doing this." They were like, "This is insane." Yeah, and Bad you can just you can start go. to see actually see crowd boiling like you can see it start to boil um and it's just like a really frightening thing when there's so many people kind of crammed in one spot and like the you know the vibe is getting out of control and everyone's just like on you know gnarly amounts of acid yeah um so yeah i uh would definitely i'm glad 
you know, we weren't there, but it is interesting to watch. Um, I never even knew that Fire Festival was a thing, which just seems weird. Like it was never on my radar as like a festival that was happening. Like around the time that people were promoting it, like I didn't know until the actual festival was like going down and became like a viral sensation. I think that that whole festival was marketed towards like bottle service people. Yeah. That's who, that's who was going. (laughs) So not my vibe. Yeah. Which is, and that's why, you know, we didn't know about it probably because it's like, but it was marketed towards people that want to be in a bottle service section of a club. Yeah. That's what it seemed like to me. Wow. What a fun crowd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although there was a few people in that dock that looked like, you know, they would be like the guy, the guy from fuck Jerry who like left fuck Jerry and then is now like blowing up their spot on the dock. He is hot. hot. Orin is super hot. What's his deal? I'm like ready to slide into the DMS. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I'd say go for, I mean, he's sexy and, uh, has some stories to tell and then isn't involved with like scammer types anymore. So seems like a fair game sitch. And I love a good nose. I love a good nose. I love a good nose. And that man, I can, you know, nothing like a big old schnoz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen my boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big nose is a huge calling card. Um, what's that line that people say on like, Oh yeah. Big nose is to the front. To the front of the line. That's what like that's what guys say on like grinder. It's super <laughs> cheesy. Like on their little like, bio section. Yeah, that'd be like, you know Big no- uncuts to the front. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Blondes. Blondes at the front of the line. As if there's a, a like line. line of people. I like that. Them <laughs> trying to make up mo- like an imaginary line for themselves. <laughs> yeah. The audacity. A lot of moxie. Like, yeah. <laughs> to make it seem as though people are lined up line, to line fuck up. you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm working on like my self-esteem and confidence this year, and I think I need to get back on grinder just to like soak up those kinds of like confident vibes. Because people really let it all hang out. I think, out. you know what? I think, though, that it might be... I mean, it's a facade. Th- yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a facade. I've been I've been off of any apps for a couple of years now. Yeah. I got off of everything. I mean, I was only on from, like, a Lurk perspective, but, yeah. like, fully just deleted. They need to make an app own. called Lurk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where nothing Lurk, happens. Nothing you happens. don't ever DM. No. You can't even like anyone's no. content. You can't, like see how many you just look (laughs) you just lurk and everyone's just just lurking you can never ever even know who's lurking you it needs to be like a mod into like a a, you know like a mod like a modification app that would like side chain into instagram or something where you could just like be a ghost and float around like you but you can do that in instagram already i guess you can yeah Like, you're going to need to refine this pitch before you, you take it out to investors. To the- also, is it just like so simple to get people to invest in you? It looks if like you're it, like I mean, a from- straight white mediocre man with like that can talk and put one sentence in front of the other. Do people just throw money? It seems at you? like people do do it. I mean, it's uh, the pressure. I, I would just be so like, I just, I, I, I don't like. I don't want to play with other people's money. Yeah, that would be tough. That just freaks me out. Unless you knew that you could like definitely 
like make it back for them or whatever like yeah unless you had like i wouldn't try and just get people to invest so i could scam them and then like figure it out later but for a broadway show yeah it's like you know you need investors and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's you know i like artistically i think that it's like a fine thing to do but i would just be business wise it would be really it would be really scary to me i think what's wild to me is his level of scam is it's like he triples and quadruples down on the scam yeah and creates more like need to scam and it just multiplies and multiplies like there were so many points where he could have been like fuck this is like not working out it's gonna go belly up like i'm just gonna call it and then like move on to the my next idea but instead he's like no i'm gonna like forge a bunch of like documents and like get more money yeah i mean i i think he needs a good hard look in the mirror I'd like to see you as a judge. <laughs> you, sir? You don't need, you don't sentence anyone. You just tell them, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of platitude. <laughs> I think a, you need to take a look, a look in the, in the mirror. mirror. A long, hard look. See what you see. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. He just needs to be honest with himself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, he needs to be honest with himself before he's going to be honest with anyone else. Yeah. Um. What's wild, too, is that his like first investor in magnesis was like an oklahoman billionaire guy that was like around his kids went to the same school as me and all my brothers and sisters That's like they played weird. softball with his son like he was like his son was in my brother's grade what was his son like um he's fine yeah. i think he got bullied a little bit maybe oh. but now he's i mean he's like really wealthy so Loaded. it's all good yeah. yeah they just have that like oil money but then that guy aubrey mcclendon like drove into a bridge and like offed himself i think or some died in like a way shady way the day after he got indicted oh that's what it's for like, like fraud exactly. yeah Oof, you know it's a slippery slope it's a slippery slope, folks. I'm reading. I'm rereading a, a novel right now. It's one of my absolute favorites. It's A Simple Plan oh by Scott God. Smith. And talk about anxiety inducing. Yeah, and I think it's a really good example of 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 this sort of thing. It's like the story of very beginning. Uh, this man who's married, his wife's about to have a baby, and his brother and this other guy find a crash plane in the snow, deep in a kind of wildlife refuge, and there's four million dollars in a bag next to a dead man who had been flying the plane and they decide to take the money and i i've just I, it's one of my favorite books it's so scary and it's just the whole book is one slippery slope yeah it's just one lie begets another it's lie a really good book i read it last year yeah because I, th- I think i was you like raving me, about it yeah, yeah. Because I knew it was one of your favorites, and I read it, and it was, uh, it was a true bone chiller. It's a really frightening book, and, yeah. And, you, it, and it really the 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 protagonist, uh, it's in first person, and you kind of do feel you're sort of in his head and complicit with what he's doing in a way. It kind yeah. of makes you sort of, you know, you're sort of sitting on his shoulder the whole time, and uh, yeah, it's one of my all time favorite books. I watched the movie afterwards, which is not as good. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, don't watch the movie. The mm-hmm. book is a really fast read. Or you can't put it down. Yeah, and you will just stay up and like read and read and read until it's over, and then you'll feel like a shell of a human being. Yeah, it's traumatic. Yeah. It gets really traumatic. I feel really bad because I have a book club for Babe, yeah. and but every book I choose ends up being like pretty like um, dark. <laughs> what was the last one? Well, no, the last one we read, um, Braving the Wilderness. It was like a Brene Brown self-help book. So that was yeah. like... Um, like a, a on an upswing, I was trying to add like some cheerful vibes. Yeah. But before that, we read a, a book called... Um, baby teeth which was about like a couple that has like a little psycho child like a daughter who's like psychotic like bad seed like a total bad seed and them like trying to deal with like this daughter with like a horrific personality it's terrifying i was like i never want to have kids after reading that yeah i don't need to read that book to know that i don't want kids (laughs) 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 But yeah, I hear you. Um, I'm excited for that movie Prodigy. I have no. What's this? What's it's the like source? about a? It's like about an evil child like wreaking havoc on his parents and like everyone. Fun. Yeah, it looks like that. a cool thriller. Cool horror. Who made it? I don't know. Yeah, but it's just like an evil little son. Yeah. Do you remember that movie that came out like two years ago that was just called The it Boy? So bad. The Boy. <laughs> the boy the whole trailer was like opening what's wrong with the boy (laughs) oh my god the boy seems weird i saw the boy today and then it was like you're waiting you think like oh my god well this trailer looks like shit but surely they're gonna have like a name that's a little more scary to like entice an audience and then it's like the boy the boy yeah it's a pretty it's a it's a tough one to look up on the on the interweb to google it (laughs) yes The boy movie doesn't even get you really anywhere (laughs) either. (laughs) (laughs) I love that creativity. Should we do some reader mail? Yeah, I would love to do some reader mail. Okay, cool. Reader mail. Do you have a little song for it? No. Well, I used to be like, reader mail. Reader mail. <laughs> Maybe I'll put that as the new song for Reader Mail. You could just cut that out of the thing. Yeah, do it again. Reader Mail. I love it. Dear Laura, just kidding, Lara and guest. First of all, absolutely obsessed with all of your content, Babe, SEP, and SATC. Also, I'm not as good of a writer as some of my renowned fellow babe readers, so please forgive the not-so-eloquent rant. I've listened to all your pod episodes multiple times and frequently use pod jargon in my day-to-day life without giving a fuck who gets it. Lara, I truly relate to so many things you've candidly opened up about, including meth addiction, (laughs) love for the GD, brewing, etc., However, one thing has struck a chord with me is your frequent mention to one of your exes as love of my life. It's probably mentioned in a way that's partially a lull, but also carries a darker feeling that I can definitely relate to. There's someone similar in my past to who I had an intense and meaningful relationship with for five years in college slash my early 20s, but basically ended because I was dealing with drug addiction slash being a psycho slash general babedom of early 20-somethings. I'm in my late 20s now and have dated several people since then, but can't help but always find myself thinking that I screwed up my shot with the person who no one compares to. 
it's hard not to troll myself about how pathetic it seems to literally still be thinking about an ex from over six years ago, but I can't help it. Whether or not your reference of your ex is me projecting or not, it definitely stirred up some babe feelings that I haven't been able to talk about with anyone. Any advice or perspective on moving on or changing your perspective? On a lighter note, I frequently hiss at people on a day-to-day basis, including my employees, after watching the iconic Courtney Love video referenced by you and the late Ryan O'Connell. Love and light to all my babes. Oh. Oh. Do you have like a past love that you think about like a lot from like way early days? You know, I, I, I was out when I was 15 and, uh, I didn't end up with a, with a real like hardcore boyfriend until I was like 25, 26. Mm -hmm. So I never, you know, off the top of my head, you know, I, I can't really, uh, think of anything. I do know that, you know, being in your early twenties, uh, and now being in your late twenties, I mean, it sounds like this person is a is a really different person mm-hmm. now. And I would venture to guess that the person she's talking about is also a very different person yeah. now. So I don't. I I think the losing your shot as a twenty two year old. Um, I just don't, I don't necessarily think that, I think maybe y'all would have had a great time mm-hmm. together and maybe dated for a couple years or a few years, but I, I don't necessarily, there's, n- you know, there's no, I, you know, you wouldn't necessarily be together today in your late 20s. So I just don't, I, I know that it's it's hard and to think about, you know, you're comparing everybody to to that person and what and what you had at the time. But I, I think it's, it's good to remember that you're both now different, very different. And you, even if you were, if you kept dating, you would both turn into very different people. That's true. Yeah. I think like, I think back and I refer to like my, it was really like my, it wasn't my first ever boyfriend, but my second boyfriend in college. And it was really that feeling of being like, so in love with someone and having like this, like mutual, just like, deep love for each other and that is a feeling i feel like that happens like it's so specific to being young like that Mm. and having like like the responsibilities of life and like the realities of life haven't really set in yet and like you're still in a place where a lot of like your future is very tbd and then as like your life plays out you can get pulled in very different directions and that's just like the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. And like, I think in times of like depression or something, or if I'm bummed about like dating and whatnot, it's easy to look back and be like, fuck, like what would it have been like if I had just like tried to make it work with this person? And like what we had was so good. But like, if I look at it with like a very like mentally stable hat on, It's like we kind of wanted different things and we're about different things and it just wasn't meant to be. And maybe there was some sort of connection from like a past life that brought us together. And but like, I don't know there. And there was a reunion that we had like a few years after we broke up where it was like I flew back out to like we kind of had this like, will we get back together? I remember that. Yeah. And it was like it became really clear on like 
probably the second or third time I visited him that it was just like, I knew in my heart, I was like, this is it. Like, we're not going to see each other again. And like, we're not going to get back together. And like, it's pretty much over. And that was sad. But also, I don't know, sometimes you just need that to like move on. Yeah. But I've thought about like, trying to reach out to him or just like have one last conversation of like, here i want to know like how his life has turned out and i want him to know how my life has turned out and but i don't know maybe that'll happen yeah i think that that's a that's a good thing yeah a good thing to do and maybe the reader just needs like that type of closure as well Mm. but i wouldn't get hung up on like you, I don't subscribe to like you screwed up the only chance you've ever no, had. No, I think for a while. I think it's just it, it it's it sounds like this person is doing really well mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and it sounds like this person has gotten their life like in a in a really good spot. Yeah, and I think keep going down that road. Yeah, and and and, that, and and seriously, like just I don't know, like. uh I think once you're in like a great spot with yourself, you know, it's like when you end up meeting people. Yeah. Be social, be light. And don't tell, don't tell yourself that you've screwed up. Like try and change if that pops into your head. Like you think about this person that you dated and then you go to this place of like the only fucking chance I'll ever get like blah, blah, blah. When you hear yourself telling yourself that statement, turn it into like a positive statement. Like, say instead of saying something negative just say like i experienced a great love once and i'll experience many great loves in my life Mm. and then that will eventually come true because the more you subscribe to like all that negative shit like it will be the only love because yeah you'll just like fuck yourself over mentally you can tell your you know you do tell your own story to a degree yeah well good luck (laughs) (laughs) good fucking luck (laughs) no i meant that in a um you know Is my screen time a babe? Hi, Lara. I just finished listening to this week's episode and feel triggered by your screen time. Mine is way worse. Please see the alarming statistics below. You're averaging four hours and 34 minutes per day, but you are down 25% from last week. And you're having... You spent 12 hours and 54 minutes on Instagram. Here's what I'm... I've got a question. Yes. So... I, when I'm on Instagram and I like shut it down, I think I think that my my screen time is still registering it. I feel like it, if you don't close it, it still registers. As yeah, being. and like I'll seriously have been on it just like a couple of times, and it'll tell me, you know, I don't know. There's something weird going on with my screen time, and I don't think it's just me. What is your I, screen time right now? Like, what's my... Uh, yeah, I want to see. Uh, you mean my average and stuff? Yeah. I don't know how to look at that. Um, I'm going to f- try and find mine and it's see in, if it's down at all. Let's see here. It's right here in settings. Um, so... Oh, so my... Like, today it says I've been on social networking for two hours and i can tell you that i have not been on social networking for two hours uh that's crazy what are you what's it saying for your social uh an hour 54 minutes um Uh, and i just like i got up this morning i like had a hard workout i 
ran home and played with the dog and picked up a friend for lunch and then came here. Like, you know what I mean? I've not been on Instagram for two hours since I got up today. That's, my, I think that's crazy talk. My screen time for today is telling me I've been on my phone for six hours and 20 minutes, <laughs> which is the whole day. Yeah, I've I mean, not ha- been on my phone for six hours today. There's no fucking way. That's the thing about screen time that I'm not, I'm, it's doing weird stuff. I really think that it's, uh, Unless you close out of the app or something, like it, it's it's strange. Although if it was just ticking away like that, I guess you'd pick up your phone and be like, "Time's up for today." Because what's your limit that you have? Um. Oh, did you set a limit for yourself? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I didn't do that. Should I do that? Social networking. I gave myself an hour per day. Safari, an hour. Yeah, per day. Oh, that's good. I well, always- yeah, I'm gonna set a limit. I always break it though. Cause now, right now it's telling me I'm three hours and 15 minutes above average for just today. And I'm like, that can't be right. I've literally had to do shit today. Yeah. No, me too. I've been, I've been like busy all day. It says I've used Instagram for f- almost five hours this week. That cannot be. Well, it's not so bad if you're on there for like an hour a day or whatnot. Yeah, maybe that's not you so know. bad, actually, because I did try and like limit it. Everyone's screen time seems to be a babe. The fact is we're all addicted to our phones. Yeah, And completely. that's the world we live in. Completely. I couldn't do anything without my phone. It, it really is like a, it's made, it's made us, given us this weird psychic, like we're all kind of telepathically speaking to one another. And yeah, yeah it's like, it's like a, it's like a sixth sense. And it's we like have now information right at your fingertips. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to put it down and put it away. Um, you know, I sometimes I try to go out to take myself out to dinner and sit there by myself and not have a phone, not look at my phone and eat and just look at people around me. And no book. Mm-mm. It's very Carrie Bradshaw of you. Yeah, I'll sit at a bar and like, you know, have a drink and have a meal and Mm -hmm. just kind of listen to what people are saying to each other and just kind of take in the scene. And I think that's a, I don't know. I like doing that a lot. That's nice. It feels good. don't think I've ever done like a dinner by myself like said like i'm gonna take myself out to dinner but that actually sounds like delightful that's one of my favorite things to do actually yeah yeah if i've been working really hard or whatever and i just need like a little bit of quiet time like and like eat something really good that i'm like really looking forward to like i took myself to sugarfish last night and sat at the bar and you know ate a delicious meal after a long hard day's work i love that yeah it feels good that would feel good yeah i want to do that i like going to movies by myself i love that's like a favorite pastime it's like cry time is that cry time? for me it's like (laughs) if i'm going to a movie by myself i'm like you're working in a state and i'm working through something and yeah i'll get I, i get like i get weepy mine's like a celebration moment it's just like a nice time to mm. like take myself out on yeah. like a little me date but like what other like because i've i've done the artist way or like half of that but they're always talking about in that book they're like you should take yourself out on an artist date every week that's like I think that's a great idea. Yeah, but I need to get back in the and need to get in a habit of doing that. I'm telling you, creatively, it is necessary for me. Um, 
you know, I will put my phone down and go into my backyard and for 15 minutes and just like look at this jacaranda tree that's next to my house. Mm-hmm. And I'll look at the tree and every time some idea will pop in my head. Some idea that's inspiring. I mean, it's just, you really don't even need to put them down for that long before your brain starts filling in the gaps. Yeah. Like your brain just gets bored. Yeah. And starts, you know, the can-can ladies suddenly start coming in and <laughs> doing a little dance and you know, that's that's my favorite. But it, it's I think it's important to really sometimes, you know, put it down. Yeah. I like doing, like, I'll go for walks and stuff. Like, once I've hit a wall or something or I've had to, like, sit down at the computer for a long time editing and then I'll just do, like, walks around the block and stuff or, like, that's walk good, down yeah. the CVS and that's, like, good brain break activity. But then also, like, get, I have so many plants now, and, like, taking care of those is a really soothing oh, activity. That's cool. Yeah. Like, you just think about them and make sure that they're okay, and you're, like, tending to them, and it really is nice to, like, worry about keeping a plant alive. God, I wish I could get to that spot. I do, it took me a long time, but something just clicked, and then I was like, wait, I love this. Like, I never thought I would really be a plant person. Yeah. And then suddenly I was like, I'm obsessed and need to like, just kind of mess with them. I like to monitor them and like, they talk just kind of gross me out a little bit. What? <laughs> like, seriously. I just get, I, cause they're I, alive. Yeah. I think they're creepy. I think plants are creepy. I think gardening's creepy. Like I, <laughs> I just, I'm not, it makes me really squeamish. Like when I think about things growing, like I just, it is pretty creepy. I don't want to put my... I mean, the idea of sticking my hands in deep dirt and mulching around, it, I would scream. Like, I've got really? phobias, yeah. What? Like, touching worms and snails and stuff? Oh, my God, like, I love... I love, like, re, a repotting project or, like... Oof patting the dirt around like watering and just getting like it's a good place to put any sort of like anxious or obsessive energy maybe and i, I should, like it's like I, nature it's like I should just face my fears i face my fears with the ocean you know and did you and fear the ocean to, deeply yeah like learn how to survive i'm like super 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 scared of seagrass like oh, yeah. really harmless stuff and like any kind of like any sort of sea bottom like Anything brushing up me. against my legs or like yeah. touching them, I will flip the fuck out. Yeah. I had, it was my, oh, the only time I've had full on paralysis panic attack was when I was surfing. Someone had to come. I was just standing <laughs> Drag in Drag you to shore. I was just standing in seagrass and completely froze. Someone had to come get me. <laughs> I was like yelling help. <laughs> I, I mean, like I couldn't move. Wow. It, it. I mean, it's like a true phobia. I feel like in a past mind. life, something must have gone down with you and plants. Plants, snails, slugs, things without backbones. Things without backbones. Like things that's, without backbones and, you know, are kind plants, of freaky. Plants don't really have them either. Yeah, and like plants growing is just like wild to me. The fact that they just like grow. Well, it's creepy because they're like on another like time plane. So it's like really like, they're a living thing. Yeah. Like it's just, alive and they're, they're, they move around and stuff. They move around. Like I have the prayer plants that like go down and up like yeah. over the course of a day, which is like the coolest fucking thing. But I'm like, 
plants are alive. They're like purifying air, but they're also like breathing in their own way and like replicating. I think they're up to no good. <laughs> I don't trust them. I don't trust them. <laughs> I love them. Hopefully I'll get there someday. You will. God, that's a long letter. This is a long letter. Yeah. This is about, okay, so people write in. Do you have, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I have shared a lot of like brew stories mm. of just like either shitting pants or like almost shitting your pants. Mm. And a lot of readers now write in with their own. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a brush with a brew? <laughs> Is that what it's called? I call it brewing. <laughs> <laughs> I or like a brew down is where you just like I listen, I I mean this is really You're crass. a late you're pretty much a lady. Like I've never heard you talk about this. It's super crazy. Yeah, it's really crass, but I'm just gonna share <laughs> share, please. So I mean it must have been like <laughs> It must have been like 10 years ago. And my husband, you know, I was in New York and he, we had sex and he totally just like blew a load up my ass. And I went and got on an airplane and flew to London. Like right afterwards? Basically. You're like, well, off to LAX or off to JFK. No, to to London. Yeah, it was exactly. Yeah, it was like right before I left for JFK. You just hopped off the bed and (laughs) you're literally Miley Cyrus of anal. (laughs) And like, uh, I remember like I got to the hotel in London and it was like, oh, something's something's gonna happen. And all like... I like ran to the hotel door, but before I made the hotel room door, it all came back with a vengeance. And it fully it was, like went. Yeah, like you grew yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like a cum It's brew. so gross. <laughs> it's so it's so disgusting. I'm just shocked, and also like I have a lot of respect for you managing to hold it in for an international flight. A trip to a bumpy cab ride to the airport. <laughs> it was fine. Boarding I mean, the plane. It was fine, but I think it like I think it searched for it you know stirred some it was, things. Up. It was looking for um an egg basically and mm-hmm. didn't find it, so it turned around and came back out. <laughs> By uh, nature, tried to take its course for <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah, they were looking where and looking. Aren't we in the fallopian <laughs> yeah. tube right now? Like, nope. where is the uterus? <laughs> no, so they, they, yeah, they for- they got bored and we're looking for they protest a new place to go. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry that. about that, everyone. No, that's I, a that's good brew story. So, well, now this guest is this reader is sharing theirs. Hi, Lauren Guest, longtime reader, first time brew story sharer. My friends who listen to the pod have bugged me about it enough, so I think it's finally time I share my ultimate brew explosion story with you. To start with some brew ex brew position, a few years ago, some friends and I went out for Halloween, and I dressed in a group costume as Kim Davis, that Kentucky County clerk who refused to give out gay marriage licenses after it was legalized. That's amazing. My queen and her ex-husband see attached pics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh my God. Your Kim Davis. God. Good. That's really really good. good. Kim Slavis, his sign. What? Oh, like S L A Y. Yeah. That's really good. Slay. 
The costume is a hit with everyone we ran into, and I ended the night preaching fire and brimstone outside of the gay club before being forced into a lift. Part of my costume is a dowdy AF floor-length jersey skirt. It gave off the perfect Sister Wives vibe for the costume, but was also supremely comfy and soft. After Halloween passed, I started wearing the skirt whenever I did laundry. Then I started wearing the skirt around the house just because it was comfy. It quickly gained icon-slash-meme status around my friend group after multiple people came over for a hang only to find me in a full-on hermit mode wearing a skirt around the house for no reason. The skirt and I became one. One day, a few months after Halloween, I'd stayed home sick with the flu and a nasty sinus infection. It was the pits. I had an upset stomach all day, but for some reason, my roommate and I made a curry stir fry for dinner. (laughs) I was doing dishes after dinner in my skirt, and I felt a rumble in my tummy. I figured that a brew might be on the way, but wanted to finish my portion of the dishes so that when I was done, I could call my roommate from the living room to do his share while I blasted off in the bathroom. Before I could finish the dishes, I felt a sneeze sneak up on me. I couldn't stop it. The sneeze came, and alongside the sneeze came a rush of fully liquid brew. It's important to note that when I would wear the skirt around the house, I would also not wear any underwear to fully complete the Paris circa 2007 fantasy. Unfortunately for me, this meant that I had a hot liquid brew directly under the kitchen floor. I immediately went into shock, ran to the bathroom, ripped off the skirt, and jumped into the shower to wash the brew off my legs and feet. It was only after a minute of being in the shower that I realized my roommate was still in the living room and could walk into the kitchen at any minute and witness the results of my brew explosion. I jumped back out of the shower, ran to put on some sweatpants, and hustled back into the kitchen. Luckily, my roommate hadn't moved from the living room couch, so I was able to quickly mop up the brew and toss the mop head into the trash. The most heartbreaking part of the story is that I also had to throw away my laundry skirt. When you full force brew into a skirt, there's not a laundry detergent that can remedy the situation. I never replaced the laundry skirt, and I've come to think that maybe the brew down was a sign from my higher power that I needed to stop wearing a skirt around my apartment so much. The moral of the story is that basically life comes at you fast, and so do brews, apparently. P.S. Within an hour of the brew incident, I did go to Taco Bell with my friend, lol. (laughs) wishing you love light and rectal integrity wow i feel like kim davis that's that's one of the best on you and that's it's really one of the best costumes i've seen that's a really i mean you know it's like it's like faye dunaway and mommy dearest it's like once you know you can channel somebody like that and they might not go away once you let did she it she was channeling and then it like gripped her for life I feel like Joan Crawford never left Fade on Away after Mommy Dearest. Like, it was such an intense performance, and she just, like, channeled that shit so hard that she... Invoked a spirit. A spirit that's been with her to this day. Did you... Is this just your theory, or did you read this? This is just my theory. No, this is just my, my, my theory of, like... Faye is, like, a soul for the ages. Yeah. Like, there's something going on. Yeah. No, she's... I mean... <laughs> Have you seen Supergirl? I mean, she's. But yeah, she. I. I, th- I think she never left. So maybe you know you might want to, because that Kim Davis looks really good. I gotta say. Does do you want to read this one? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Laura. Reaching out after hearing your back-to-back episodes where you talk about The Sopranos, one of my purest and truest media passions. Have you? Want, did you watch? The I've Sopranos? never watched an episode in my life. 
Um, but I'll still read this. Okay. <laughs> I really want to. I'm Italian American myself and grew up idolizing men in my family who are in the same genre as Tony. My own dad, in fact, was once scandalously fired from a state government job for mob ties. That's another story, but the crux of it is that my family had to cancel our Disney vacation as a result. Uh heartbreaking at the time but now it feels badass i just want you to know that your attraction is absolutely valid i'm a lesbian but even i can recognize that tony is literally the epitome of big dick energy and you should embrace your journey also one of my favorite pieces of sopranos trivia comes from an interview with the show's director of photography he described how james gandolfini was one of the best actors ever to work with because his face would capture the lighting so beautifully all this today, you're definitely on to something. Your episode with Graydon also reminded me of perhaps my weirdest crush ever when I was a child. Balto from the animated Disney movie <laughs> about the wolf dog who delivered the polio vaccines. I just thought he was so handsome, even though he was not only a cartoon, but also a dog. Fortunately, there seemed to be no fucked up repercussions of, of this in my adult life. I promise I'm not a furry or anything. Just a brief childhood babe moment, which I hope you and the readers enjoy. Love and light. Al. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, the Soprano story is cool. I, it's, her family sounds really awesome and wild. Yeah. Um, I've got to say something, Al. What? I'm a complete, like, cartoonophile. Really? Yeah, and I love animated dogs and rabbits. Love. I'm like super, like Roger Rabbit is my dream boyfriend. Um, Have you ever watched like cartoon porn? Where oh my people, God, yeah. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I'm not a furry. Is it like I'm not Roger furry. fucking Jessica Rabbit? No, it's more just like sweet. I just want to like, you know, I discovered it like when I was 20, these like hot guys like dressed up like floppy eared cartoon dogs. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not a furry or anything, but just no. like a cart, like a hot cartoon and like a sweet, like hot cartoon mm-hmm. animal, I can really just get into. There's um, yeah, I'm not a furry either. Like the texture of like those costumes is really sick to yeah. me, and like it's like too bulky and just like doesn't speak to me as a mm. person. But like no judgment. But the what is it? Is it like hentai? That's like. There's like animal it's hentai. Well, it's tentacle porn. Hentai is tentacle porn, right? I thought hentai. There was like a lot of different kinds of hentai. Oh, I'm sure there. There must be. But like be. tentacle porn is chill. Like I've been down that road, yeah. and there that is like wildly hot to me. Yeah, in some weird way. But like, there's also like just like animal porn that's like little like cutesy like hot or sexy animals with vaginas and dicks. That's also like kind of hot yeah it's cute what's the deal i don't know there's something like i for me i love like disproportionate drawn bodies mm-hmm. which to me is really hot like the tintin movie uh is maybe one of the sexiest movies i've ever seen because they're cartoons basically but they're all these sort of realistic looking disproportionate male dolls basically with like Tintin like that movie with the guy and his dog yeah Tintin and Snowy that's a Steven Spielberg movie but it's like it's it you know it's all these kind of comic book uh drawn guys and that to me is really hot and then I just I love you know with a with a with a cartoon 
you know, there's there's something really friendly and kind of goofy about it that I find super attractive. Yeah. Like they're not they're not there to hurt you. No. They're there to like make you laugh or like yeah. cuddle with you. Totally. And like they're sweet. They would answer the phone if you called them. <laughs> yeah. They'll always text you back. Yeah. They're probably hitting you up a lot to hang out and you like to hang out with them. Yeah. And they wear fun out like, you know, they wear Roger good Rabbit wears like full on like red overalls. Yeah. And then they're also like DTF. Totally. Yeah. They're like the dream. I think it's hot. Mm hmm. It's nice to read. It's nice to know that I'm not alone. You're not alone. That's the gist I think of this podcast is that anything that you've thought or been into, you can find someone else that has thought or been into that. (laughs) Um, And reader, I have a Graydon actually sent me, he found some website that someone made a naked photo of Tony Soprano, like did a Photoshop thing. Oh, wow. Where it's like him naked with like a, a big, like flaccid dick, like just in the kitchen, like, and I'll send it to you if you want that. So just write me sure back. And, yeah. Let yeah. me know. Cause it looks like it's blurry, but it looks very like realistic. <laughs> deep fakes. Yeah. Deep fake. Is that the website? Or no, deep fake. It's just like, yeah. When like realistic, like videos or. That's like a thing now. Oh, we're about to. We're, we're about. about to we're about enter, to. We're about to enter deep, deep fake zone for in the next. In the now, next, like, like year. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's gonna start. It's. You can fully buckle fake, up, kids. You can put makes a video that looks like someone saying something that they've never said or done. Yeah. Completely. Uh, I mean, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put down our phones. I don't know. Do you and think throw that's away our computers. the way? I mean, once that starts like happening, a, once then you don't like you literally don't know what you don't know what is real. Is you anymore. don't know. You can't tell what is real other than kind of seeing something with your own eyes. So everything's going to come into question. I mean, that's how wars are going to start. There's no reality anymore. There's no reality anymore. There's nothing. It, everything will become questionable. Questioned. Wow. Um, I think. Yeah. What's the answer to that? fucking putting this shit down some black mirror shit it's some serious black mirror shit also for everyone doing the 10 year challenge i saw a meme last night that said that the 10 year challenge is actually like a facial recognition scam brought on by facebook to do ai research on facial recognition and aging and aging aging. research on like aging. so guess what everyone who posted your 10 year challenge zuckerberg's got your number and I didn't post mine. I didn't do one. I'm not. I'm not getting in on that. I did that. a TBT today, but I didn't. I didn't yeah. No. I mean, I do a lot of other. I don't want shit. everybody to see how much I've aged in the last ten years. That doesn't make the any sense. The only reason to me. that you would do it and like love it is if you have just had enough money to get like plastic surgery and maintain your good looks and look exactly the same. I've definitely, you know, gotten older and look older than I. You know, I don't know if I'm, I feel hot, but I don't, I don't know. I feel hot too. And I didn't, couldn't even find a picture from 2009 on my phone. So yeah, it's like on a hard drive somewhere and I'm not, I'll be damned if I'm going to rustle that up and throw it on the gram. No, it's a lot of work. It's too much. It's a lot of work. Um, there was one more thing I was going to say about deep fakes or something. I don't know what, what were you going to say? I feel bad. I interrupted you. I can't remember what we were talking about. There's already deep fakes out there. Like I feel like people. Oh, I know what I'm. You know what the what's gonna have what's gonna happen now with deep fakes is basically the circle will happen where we all have to basically 
be taping ourselves 24 hours a day to prove that we're not like going we're gonna have to have like official like cams on us like yeah yeah fuck i mean what else what else would, would you do other than that um i don't know it's real creepy that's really creepy but yeah. also i think like deep fakes exist already in porn they do yeah yeah totally they they're 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 almost they're just about there they're porn just is about truly to groundbreaking in that like if porn is doing it you can tell that it's like going to be Down like a road. thing yeah. yeah like it's like a such a forecaster of trends and technology you know, people have like i mean it's pretty like uh primitive but like it some guy was like taking manipulating photographs of me and making it look like i'm like singing songs and stuff other people's songs when like in the last week (laughs) you've been deep faked already i mean i wouldn't call it deep but i I could just see like i'm like i can see where this is going and it's like not see trying to like defame you or was it like no, a fan it was just like thing? it was a fan thing okay. but you know it was like they were taken from photographs but it looked like you know roughly like i was singing these songs and wow spooky very spooky um thank you so much for being my guest thank today. you for having me i had such a wonderful time this is so fun we'll have to do it again it was, i would love to do it again this uh, was really fun and i i uh yeah i just want to say hi to all the listeners and yeah. yeah buy jason's book boys keep swinging it's so good check out the book um my new record came out in august jake shears by jake shears it's my first solo record also incredible the concert was insane thank you yeah i played uh I, I just kind of wrapped up a tour recently yeah and had a really good time i had so much fun and then there's lots of awesome stuff happening this year lots oh of surprises you're, can we say that you're in a movie? We can say that I'm in a movie, yeah. Okay. We can't say which one yet. Love that. But yeah, lots of good stuff. So thank you for having me. Yeah, tell everyone, they, they can all find you on Instagram and Twitter at Jake Shears. Exactly. Perfect. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.